0: love the truth that's in that song that our God is greater. Our God is stronger. uh, And if he's with us, who can be against us? It's it's in believing that, you know, that if God is with us, who can be against us? Some of you are up against some pretty big things in your life right now. I know because you told me. (laughs) And some of you, I know because you haven't told me. And you're smiling bravely this morning, but you're up against something big in your life. I want to remind you, I see that smile. I remind you that God is greater. He is stronger. And if you're in Christ, He lives in you. And you can draw on that this morning. Um, I want to... we um, got a little bit of time. We want to uh, just continue on from where we left off last week. Last week we started a series called What Do You See? Why well, there's a mirror up here? We'll get back to that in a second. But um, what do you see when you look in the mirror? What do you see when you look at God? What do you see when you look at others? It's something that's really uh, strong in my heart right now because I... I it's something that uh, it's just I can't get away from. I keep, keep thinking about it, keep, uh, keep reflecting back on it. And I want to keep sharing it with you until we get it as a, as a church, that when we look at God, we're loving Him. When we're looking at people, we're loving people. When we're looking at ourselves, that we're loving ourselves and loving life. There's a lot of Christians we talked about last week who, they're, they're born again. They're, they're going to heaven, and yet life on earth is hell, it's just miserable, and it's not supposed to be that way. There's always going to be trials, but he takes us through them. Some of you are going through trials, and it's taking you out, not the way it was designed. And, and uh, I want to challenge you that a lot of it comes down to what you see in your life. We were, talking about, um, we're talking about knowing who you are. Remember the story last week about the lion who was raised by the poodle who thought he's a poodle? And, you know, didn't realize that he's a lion. And on the inside, there's strength. And on the inside, there's this, you know, a king of the jungle. And outside, he's Fifi the Wonder Dog. And eating Alpo and living a life that sucks. But I want to, um, I want to take a, just take, you got your Bible or somebody else's? I want you to take a look at this and just for a second say, I am who this book says I am. Just say that for a second. I am who this book says I am. I can do what this book says I can do. And I can have what it says I can have. Some of you just sort of repeated those words because I told you to. Don't repeat. <laughs> Some of us are repeating what you told me to. <laughs> this book, that's my goal, is that you can say that with the passion to say, I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. And it doesn't matter what else is telling me stuff. This is what I believe. That's the whole um, uh, premise of what we've been talking about. People are looking for significance everywhere. We've been designed, we talked about last week, to get significance from outside of ourselves. We've been designed that way. God wanted us to get our significance, our sense of self-worth, value, etc., etc., from a relationship with Him. And yet so many believers, they believe in Jesus, but they don't have that 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 understanding of value, of significance, of who they are. And they're trying to achieve it. In our world, we celebrate achievement everywhere. You know, it's like the people who've achieved great things, we think they must feel more valuable. They must feel more significant. They must feel, you know, different than I feel. But guess what? They don't. That's why we see, you know, movies made about guys like Howard Hughes, one of the richest men who died alone. We see guys like... Um, whatever, the guy who played Batman or uh, the Joker. You know, Heath Ledger. The top of his game died of an overdose because he wasn't getting it from everything he was achieving and yet some, some of us will believe the lie that if I could just achieve a little bit more, I'll get that sense of value, that sense of worth. The main point of it all is that significance can never be achieved. It can only be received by being believed. Lots of eaved in there, but significance can never be achieved it can only be received by being believed and that's uh that's what we want to talk about colossians chapter 2 verse 6 is kind of our our f- uh, framework verse and uh it talks about letting your roots grow down into christ letting your roots be deep in him and uh in ephesians it talks about it again let your roots go deep into his love and we're talking about how so many of us can have our roots in in other things so many other things and they're not in christ so this morning you know the other thing too is what we're talking about is for people who are in christ if you're not a believer in jesus this will not work for you it's not like anthony robbins and positive speaking if i can just tell myself these things it's going to work it doesn't work the only it works for people who've said you know what i'm trusting in jesus as my savior i'm trusting that i'm in him well, then I'm here to tell you the truth about what it means to actually be in Him. We started the 25-day challenge. Some of you are on day 8 today. Some are on day 7. Some of you are on day 1. You don't know it yet. But by the end of today, you're saying, hey, I'm going to take that 25-day challenge to see myself differently. I want to ask you to take a good look at yourself today. We talked about it last week. As we passed this uh, mirror by, to take a good look in here and tell me what you see I got a little video we showed last week. For those who missed it, here it is again.
1: Now look in the mirror and tell me what you see. You see Junior. You see Junior. Well, you want to know what I see? I see pride. I see power. I see a battle. Who don't take no crap of nobody? You really see all that? Yeah, man. But it's not about what I see. It's about what you see. Now look in this mirror and tell me again what you see. <clears throat> oh, I see. Pride! Pride! Right. Power! Power! And I see. About mother who, who won't don't take say, no, no crap off of nobody. Again! I see pride. Can I hear you? I see power. I see a bad mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. Once again! I see pride. Junior! I see power. I see a bad mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. That's right! right.
0: Junior Beville. Wait, are you? are you going? I see pride. It doesn't matter what... A, what, it says it doesn't matter what uh, you see or what I see. It matters what you see. And that's the same thing with this. It doesn't matter what God sees you as or what I see you as. Last week I said I see Kingsway as a bunch of champions, a bunch of winners, a bunch of more than conquerors, a bunch of great husbands, great wives, fantastic fathers and mothers. But it doesn't matter what I see. I, I can believe the best for you because I believe that's what his word says about you. But it doesn't matter even what God sees about you it matters how you see how he sees you that's a little confusing but it matters not how he sees you it matters how you see how he sees you and I want to challenge you that there's so many of us that we've got our roots in other issues other than what it said have your roots deep in the love of God have them deep in Christ and out of that live your lives out of that But we talked about last week, for those who missed it, real quick, we talked about a lot of people on our planet have their roots really deep into image and what everyone else thinks of them. We talked about the women who couldn't leave their places without makeup. They think they're ugly if they're not wearing makeup. And it's okay to wear makeup. Don't get me wrong. Last week I said a bunch of things that people came after me for, but um, get the CD, it's worth it. But uh, there's... It it doesn't matter. We appreciate it when you do wear makeup, Uh, but if you're, if, uh, uh, if you want to, right? All I'm all I'm saying is, if your sense of self worth is rooted in it, then there's a problem. If you can't go without your hair perfectly in place, if somebody were to see you knock on the door, uh, someone else get the door. Reese, get the door. You know, uh, Daddy's not ready yet. There's a problem because if our roots are in our appearance and whatever others may think of us if it's in our image you're gonna you know what i'm sad to tell you that that age is going to destroy that part of your um your your worth and your value because as you get older well it changes right so the image thing if your roots are in there you're going to be in trouble but you know what the truth of it is that it says that god created you in his image he made you in His very image. And as, you know, there's a, a baby in my wife's womb and there's a baby in Heidi's womb and there's others where there's, uh, in mouth, God is crafting that little baby right now. He's, his hands are working on that, forming that baby in the womb. Psalm 139 talks about the whole process of how He's knitting you together. And sometimes we look at ourselves and think, you know, God, I think you made a mistake. But there's no problem with trying to do your best as long as your roots aren't in it and i want to i want to challenge you with that what he sees is he says i see my child i see a prized possession i see a masterpiece i see the fingerprints of god all over your life i see that you've been made in my image but i challenge you again it doesn't matter what he sees it matters what you see what do you see when you look at yourself do you see that do you see truth will you believe that this morning I want to carry on from there. And the second thing is talking about occupational things. We've got men who said that the, the, the world says men find their significance in what they do, in their job. That's, what, that's where men find their significance. Well, that's what the world says. But the world's just looking for a, for a way to figure out how men can have their significance. But it's not true. Uh, it, it doesn't actually happen that way. There's men who think that they find significance there. But, you know, if, you, if your roots are there, you lose your job, you're going to be destroyed. God created human beings, not human doings. It had nothing to do with what you do on this planet. It has to do with who you are. And who you are will affect everything that you do, and it won't matter. Your value and your worth will determine the value of what you do, not the other way around. It's okay to think that, you know, to like your job and everything, as long as your worth isn't tied up in it. You know, are are you ashamed to tell people where you work? I hate seeing people nod. <laughs> if only you could see what I see. <laughs> you know, but or does your job or your career is that what makes you feel important or not important? I remember, I I thought you were in Sunday school today. <laughs> I I I remember when I started. Well, I chased Beth a couple times. The first time she said, no way, Jose, see you later, Ole. But um, the second time, she was in university, and she was there. She was going to be a journalist, or, and then it changed to be like a CEO of marketing or something. She had some different thoughts, and it was kind of changing with what her roommates thought. And uh, when I went, and we, I was there, and uh, talking to her, she says, I said, what do you really want to do? Uh, and she said, I, I, I don't know. I want to be a hairdresser. I'm like, well, why don't you go be a hairdresser? She's like, well, according to everybody here, that's a B-rated job. You know, and so and university, studying to get a degree, paying a lot of her dad's money to, you know, get a degree she doesn't really want to use. Because deep down inside, knowing giftings and talents of, and just knowing I can do my own hair really good, I can probably do someone else's really good. And she's right. she can She's fantastic when it comes to that. And saying that day, saying, you know what, who cares about what other people might see as B-rated job? Why don't you go and do what you want to do? So she... Dropped out of university, praise God, and she went and became a hairdresser. And how many of your lives have been affected? How many of you are married today because of my wife? <laughs> you know, it, she, she found a, She's found so many people that it's live she's been able to talk to. I know there's some people here, actually, because you met her at that salon. You and, and the impact that she's had in lives because of what she used, the talents, the gifts that God had given her, rather than letting that determine... And and what other people think of it determine who she was. I'll look at who God used in the Bible. God used Adam who was a gardener. He used Moses who was a farmer. He used Peter who was a fisherman. Matthew a tax collector. Guess who the first people he told when he was about to have a son? The shepherds. You know who would you call? I thought about that when my baby comes to the to the planet. Who am I going to call first? Not the shepherds. Not Grant. <laughs> yeah, I. I I call the people who are like most important, and I think he said showed that right in there. I'm calling the people who are most important to me. I do call the people who everybody else thinks meh. But First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-six uh, through thirty, it says this: Not many who were worldly wise or wealthy or powerful were called. Not many of those are the ones that I use. It says later on that they used the foolish of the world to confound the worldly wise, to confound the wealthy and the powerful, and he did it by uniting them with Christ. He took things that the world looks at and goes, ah, they're nobody. They're nothing. They're nothing special. And he took them and he made them into something amazing. Why? Because it's his strength. What does he see when he looks at you? You know, you're not valued by how much you make. You could be the CEO of a major company. Or you could be the janitor or the guy who cleans up after the janitor. You know, you might think, oh, my job isn't really all of all of that. But that doesn't determine your significance or value or how much money you make. It doesn't determine your value. You're not worth you know, 6 75 an hour or whatever they pay you these days. Or just because you get to $25 an hour to think, oh, all of a sudden I've increased in value. No, you haven't. You're the same value from the day you're born till the day that you die. But are your roots rooted in that? You know, for some, for me, we used to be that way. I would, even even when I was pastoring here, I'd leave and I'd go, oh man, did that message rock or suck? And if I wanted to rock, I'd ask Dick because he always says, oh, it was better than last week. And I... But then when I really want the truth, I'll go ask somebody else, you know. And, and uh, sometimes it, was, it would weigh on me. I would, I would hide on stage because I didn't want to see any of you after because I didn't want you to tell me. Your message was kind of boring. You know, I woke up for a few minutes of it and that was boring, you know. I, I didn't want to hear it because it you know—it could ruin the rest of my you know, next couple of days because my roots were in it. And I realize, I had to get it out of there. It's not about my performance for you guys. It's about having something to say that can help you. And it doesn't matter. You know, I'm trusting that God's going to speak something to your life this morning. It's going to be like, whoa, on the inside tomorrow. And when you wake up, it's like, whoa, yeah, I remember that. I'm going to go do something like that. And if I suck, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be fine. I'll, I'll come back again next week. But you know what? I want you, to, I want you to ask yourself, who are you? If someone asks you, who are you? Do you say, I'm a plumber? Or do you say, I'm a child of the king who's pretty good with the pipes? You say, oh, you know, I uh, work at Tim Hortons. Or do you say, hey, I'm a daughter of a king, and I make a mean Tim Hortons coffee. Don't let where you work, what you do, define you. Allow it to be that it's so deep in who God says you are. When he looks at you, he says, I see unique gifts. I see my ambassador, somebody who I'm sending out to this planet, as, as a representative of me. I see salt. I see light. I see, you know, a person who shines in a dark place. It's what he sees when he looks at you. But what do you see? Because it doesn't matter what he sees. It matters what you see. Some are, roots are deep into the ability that we have or the lack of ability that we have. Last week we talked about Israel members going out after Jericho and going looking at these this promised land and and the the spies come back and say uh oh, we can't do it. God said you can. They say we can't do it. We're just grasshoppers. And I said remember you got a lot to learn young grasshopper. You got a lot to learn. and They should have told them that that day. You you might think you're grasshoppers, but a grasshopper with God inside is better than a giant without. You might look at yourself and think, you know, I don't have abilities. There's a story in the Bible of a guy named Gideon. Turn to uh, Judges chapter 6. Or uh, turn your neck towards the screen. Whichever is easier. I still love technology. Judges chapter 6. It talks about uh, the story of a man named Gideon. And uh, the Midianites were, in our, uh, were a, a country that had taken the children of Israel captive. And they were crying out for help, and they were, they were, uh, they were scared. They were hiding. And the enemy would always come and steal their food, kind of like that movie, The Bug's Life, where they work so hard, and then the grasshoppers or whatever locusts come and steal all their food every year. And that's exactly what's happened to these guys and the Midianites. And they said, God, we need help. And it says in verse 11, Then an angel of the Lord came, sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belongs to Joash. Of the clan of Abiezer, and Gideon, son of Joash, Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. Here's a guy, he's hiding in a pit, and he's hiding his food. He's trying to make sure that nobody steals it. And what does the angel say to him? The angel of the Lord, it often says the angel of the Lord, it's actually it's a it's a, a vision of the Lord. It says this it says to him, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. He's cowering in the bottom of a wine press hiding from everybody and God comes up and says mighty hero he looks at himself and's like i what are you talking to me He's like you're the only one here okay well why are you calling me a mighty hero don't you know who i am he says i'm the i'm the least of the of my father's family and my father's family is the least of everybody else's family i am a nobody i i'm like i'm i'm terrified i'm i'm camping out here in a wine press because i don't believe it and the angel tells him, you know what? No, you're a mighty man of valor, because what's he doing? He's telling him who he really is. Because what Gideon sees is not who Gideon really is. And it says that God saw him as a champion right there in the wine press. God saw that he was going to be a, a phenomenal champion and, and, and bring his you know, incredible victory to his country. And it says this, that as he went, Gideon called all the men, and they got about 10,000 guys, and they were ready to fight. And the Midianite army was 100 times more than that. And he realized, he's like, you know what, 10,000 against a million, that's a really bad odds. Like, God, you better come through. And God's like, I'll come through. He says, take all the guys, have them go drink in the river. And he says, the ones who drink like, uh, like dogs, laying down on their faces, drinking out of the river, send them all home. And anybody who's scared, too, send them home, too. So Gideon goes, sends all the guys home who are scared, sends all the guys home who drink out of the river like dogs, And only the guys who were kneeling down and would cup the water to their hands and who were always looking, he said, those are the guys you take. And Gideon's like, perfect. That'll be everybody. At least we got, you know, maybe 9,999. What happens? 9,700 of them go home. Gideon plus 300 against a million. Those odds all of a sudden got a whole lot worse. But guess what? In our greatest weakness, he's strong. You might feel today like you're like Gideon. Like, you know what? Everything is against me. I feel weak. I feel like I'm a nobody. I feel like I can't beat this thing. I feel like I'm giving up. In him, you're a champion. You're incredible. You're strong. It's what he says that matters. We know the story ends with Gideon going out and winning the battle. God fights for him. They barely do any fighting. They just go in and clean up and kill the guys who are left laying all over the field. Why? Because you know what? When you believe what he says, it matters. It matters. So many people get their roots so deep into what they think they can't do. All they see is their limitations, like Gideon. Maybe your limitations are I'm too young, or I'm too old, I'm not pretty enough, I can't speak well. Moses had the same excuse for God. God, I can't talk. I don't know how you could use me for anything. What happens? He leads three million people because it's what he says that matters. Maybe you're like, I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. God's heard every single excuse in the book. Do you know what? He's challenging you to believe what he sees about you because then there's some who only see possibilities. Watch the movie the other day called Catch Me If You Can. Little Leonardo DiCaprio. And he, his dad tells him this. He says, two mice fell into a bucket of cream. One mouse drowned right away. The other mouse swam furiously until he churned that cream into butter and he walked right out of that bucket. He says, I'm that second mouse. I'm the mouse that that sees possibility instead of sees the terrible situation I'm in. say, well, that's great, Mike. That's just a dumb line from a movie. Well, I got another just a line from a movie. I want you to meet our brother, Nick. Let me know what you think after this.
1: We travel a lot and uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nick Vujicic and basically uh, the Lord has opened up a door for me to share the gospel a uh, message of Jesus Christ and the hope that we can have and just to be an example that, that, that we can live a life as more than conquerors. That no matter what circumstance come our way, that God's grace is sufficient and He has a purpose for your life. That There are some times where, you know, you know when God doesn't just make sense? and you ask God for things, and and you think you have a great idea. I don't know if you've ever asked God, God, can I please have a million (laughs) dollars? Has anybody asked God that? Yeah. I asked God for different things in my life, and I asked God for arms and legs, and I said, God, if you give me arms and legs, I will do wondrous things for you, and I'll tell the world that you live, and he didn't answer me, and don't you hate it when he doesn't answer you? <laughs> You're like, but <"The> God, please. <laughs> the thing is this, guys. I, I want you to, to grasp tonight from this message, the perfection of God, the, the authenticity of this testimony. It, it's real. I'm real. I don't have my legs inside the table and my hands behind my back. I, you know, many people think it's camera tricks, so I do a jump just to prove you, right? I like, <laughs> right? I'm real but as you can imagine, as you can imagine my pain was real, amen, but there's something about me that people are like, well, how come you're smiling? Why is there something different in your eyes? I want that. It's really cool in Colombia. actually, um, uh, we were walking down the street and this alcoholic came and he was like totally drunk and you know, he was like walking like this and he came up to me and he leans over. And he looks at me in the eye and goes, who are you? And I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm Nick Voyage. No, no, but what's in your eyes? And he goes, I want that. And this is the amazing thing, that, that by the end of this, trust me, I'm not here for you to feel sorry for me. By the end of this, uh, you're gonna be jealous of a man without arms and legs. And it, it doesn't make sense, but I want you to get fired up. I am so captured by God's purposes for my life. That's my fire, that's my purpose. And I want your heart to be open tonight in Jesus' name that, that you would just be open to what he might have for you in your life. Because no matter what plan you have, guess what? God's gonna outdo your plan. And I want to share with you how he's done that for me. Uh, I Think you got limits?
0: No limbs, but no limits. Why? Because it's about who He is inside of. Him. Realizing that so many of you are putting off the purposes of God for your life because you think you got limits. You got things, all you can see is the roots are so deep in everything that you can't do. I want you to hear what he says about you. He says, when you look in this book, I want you to hear what he thinks. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse thirty four, it says this that out of our weakness or out of weakness, the heroes of faith were made strong by faith. In 1 John 4, verse 4, it says, greater is He that is in you than he that's in the world. See, it happens when we are in Christ and Christ is in us, like we talked about a few weeks ago with the vine and being connected to Christ. When you're connected to, to Christ, you're in Him, but He's in you. And because He's in you, you've got the greater one inside of you. Do you believe that this morning? Romans chapter 8, verse 11, if you need a few more, it says this, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you same spirit raises dead people lives in you romans 8 37 says you are more than a conqueror through him philippians 4 13 says you can do all things through christ who strengthens you all things all things think about that for a second think about the truth of that verse this verse was one of my favorites because when i was struggling with fear and being afraid of talking to people because i had limits I thought, I can't do anything like that. I stand in front of people and I cry. And snot runs down everywhere and I can't control myself and nobody wants to listen or watch. I can't do it. But the fear of everybody, what their thoughts were, and my abilities or lack thereof, was nothing when it came to this verse because he says you can do all things. Mark, you can get up there and you can speak, you can share. From your heart, just go and do it. You can do all things, and I'm going to give you the strength. I don't care how weak you are. Let me be strong through you. And I took that and I said, I believe this. I'm going to go and do that. You know what? End of the story is here I can stand here, at least every Sunday, most of them not crying. Why? Because it's His strength. I have to rely on that still every day, but it's His strength in me. But God's been challenging me with this this week. He's like, great, Mark, that was how many years ago? Great, Mark, you used that, that that principle, that truth, how many years ago, to do one thing? He said, my word about you, is says, you can do all things. So when are you going to dream a little bit bigger for your life? When are you going to dream, you know, filling Kingsway, whoop-de-ding, that's not a whole lot of stuff. When are you going to dream bigger than just, you know, reaching the people around this area? When are you going to dream bigger than just Just uh, building something that you think is for me. When are you just going to dream that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength? When are you going to dream my dreams? And I want to challenge you with the same thought that so many of the things like he said, your dream for your life might be something, but his is far greater. And he can take you there. He can do those things and wants to. That's why he created you. We're talking about Tom going to Guatemala. You know, a year ago doesn't see it, but you know what? There's someone greater at work in that heart. So how about you? When he looks at you, he says this. If I'm for you, who can be against you? I see a champion today. I see a mighty man of valor. A woman of valor. I see someone who will win if they don't give up. I see love. I see power. I see more than a conqueror. I see a winner this morning. When he looks at you, That is what he sees. But it doesn't matter what he sees. It matters what you see. What do you see when you look at your life? What do you see when you have to ask yourself, where are my roots? And the way you can tell if your roots are in it or not in it is if you, what do you do when you don't have it? What do you do when you don't have a job? Do you feel like a bum? Just because other people might say that. Or do you feel like, you know what? I'm God's kid and looking for a job. <laughs> it doesn't define you. Is your looks defining you? Is your job defining you? Is what you make an hour defining you? Is, is any of that stuff defining you? Is, is your abilities or lack thereof or what you think, you know, the, the mistakes maybe God made in your life or maybe you've made them and you think, you know what? That's defining me. I can't go any, I can't do anything. I want to challenge you. I'm not going to, I have one more point but I'm not going to share it this morning. I'll save it for next week. And it's probably the biggest one of all of them. But I want to, uh, I want to challenge you with this thought. The 25-day challenge. What do you see? Some of you, I'm just inspired when I go on Facebook in the morning and you beat me there. You're already talking about who you are. And you're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a child of the king. I'm God's friend. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am unconditionally loved today. Man, you wake up in the morning and realize, I am unconditionally loved today. That's all you need. You go out, your boss cusses you out. I'm unconditionally loved. It's good. You know what? I'll just try a little whatever. It's fine. You know, I'm going to do better, but it doesn't matter. You know, your wife's like, rolls over, just like, Urgh. you're like, okay, you know what? Thank goodness God loves me today. You know Maybe. I'm on. Uncon- My wife never does that. I'm just saying, you, you might have that. But, I'm unconditionally loved. This week's been fantastic. Waking up one verse a day. Some of you are like those kind of people sometimes say, I want to try and do them all. Or you're like saying, yeah, I'll start today. I'm going to catch up. I'm going to do eight days today. Don't. Start with one and just meditate on it. There wasn't enough enough copies to go around last week. But I want to challenge you. If you want to get on board and say, you know what? Okay, I don't know if I see myself the way he sees me, but I want to challenge you to grab one of these on your way out. Start with day one. Turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17 where it says, I am a new creature in Christ. All the old things are passed away. Behold, everything has become new. I got a fresh start today. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. God, I don't care what I see. I care what you see. And I'm going to choose to see what you see. And live your life that day, realizing that you're new in Him. May I remind you, what I shared last week that when He looks at you He thinks you're worth dying for He thinks you're worth giving His life for He thinks you're worth leaving all the gold, jewels and silver of heaven to come and live on a planet born in a stable born in a manger go through a betrayal by a good friend go through death on a cross hung naked for the world to see for you your worth, your value, who you are is so important. And if you don't catch that and you don't live with your roots in that, you'll make dumb decision after dumb decision trying to find that significance in every other place. He loves you. He thinks you're amazing. thinks you're incredible. He thinks you're a one-of-a-kind, unique child of the King, part of His family, if you're in Christ. If you're not in Him this morning, if you don't know Jesus, in the sense of saying, hey, you know what? God, I, I'm trusting you for salvation. I'm, I'm trusting that I can give you my life and, and I can have what you've said I could have. You know, God, I, I feel like maybe I've done so many things wrong, you can't love me. Lie, he loves you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to, to help change the things that, that maybe have gone wrong in your life when he can. All you've got to do is receive a free gift called salvation, called his spirit. Just receive that from him say, okay, God, I, I'll take that today. Next week, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in detail. But it's all it takes, the decision to say, I'm not going this way anymore. I'm not going to follow everything that I always thought. I'm going to follow you. And everything can change. You become a new creature in Christ, a new person. You get a fresh start. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you that it's living and it's powerful. It's like a two-edged sword. It cuts right down to our hearts. Shows us who we are. Shows us how to live. God, I just pray this morning that, that of what we've shared about what, who you are and who we are in you. Lord, I pray that these seeds would grow deep into hearts this morning. I rebuke the enemy who would try and steal them even right now. Lord, I pray that whatever's connected with people, they would take and they would begin to continue to sow it deep into their lives. That it would bear fruit in, in, in their everyday and who they are and how they see you, how they see others around them. Most important, God, how they see themselves. That they would see, see themselves as, as children of a king, as kings on this planet. Rulers of their own destiny. God, I pray uh, again that you continue just by your Spirit to encourage them this week. Lord, I thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for who you are, and for coming for me. Jesus, I, I, I just am grateful that you loved me when I wasn't wasn't lovable. Uh, Lord, you changed my life. God, we pray your protection, your hope, your peace, and joy in every family represented here this morning. And God, may we just be. Uh, the family that you, that you called us to be. Love you a lot, Jesus. We really, really do. We love you so much.